Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 697, recorded live on September 11th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who uh, is way too hot up here tonight, Dave Clay. It's getting hot up here. And the man who uh, is starting to learn the hard way about HVAC, Andy Lowe. Hi. Uh Uh-oh. Whenever you say something like that, Andy. Well, yeah, so radio transmitters take electricity and convert it into RF. Yes. A byproduct of that conversion process... Is heat. Is heat, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I have to to learn, you know, and electronics don't like it when they're hot. No. This is why most server rooms need to be cooled. Yes. The problem is, is a lot of these... uh, transmitter buildings were not really built for air conditioning so a lot of them are naturally air cooled right which is fine in the winter in the winter and you know spring and fall but when you hit 90 plus degrees outside air yeah and then you just dump more heat into the air yep it's it's i mean if if the air becomes hotter than the thing that's trying to dump the heat then you have a problem yeah although i i sincerely doubt that the air is indeed hotter than the transmitter like it's got to be a hundred plus degrees uh i had one transmitter the room temperature when i walked in was 103 degrees the room the room yes the room was 103 degrees it has to be hotter than that yes you're right yeah but still the the other electronic components do right, not, do not like that temperature. No. But, like, my CPU is running probably at 160 degrees. Yes, and it has a like nice heat sink right on it, that's hopefully. how much they, yeah, like, that's what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been trying to figure out, and our, uh, the previous engineer was, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what he was trying to do. I don't know if he was trying to save money or what, but he, he has set up very elaborate systems where depending on the inside temperature and the outside temperature, sometimes um, intake fans will turn on. Other times, outtake fans will turn on. Sometimes the air conditioning unit will turn on or turn off, depending on different things. It's just, it's very complicated. And then also, you know, trying to understand the airflow because, of course, I'm sorry. If you're, yeah, yeah, I know. Most of the time I try and basically like sit on my hands during the podcast because talking with your hands doesn't work when there's a mic. (laughs) Oh, you, you, you gesticulate wildly. Yes. I see. Um, but you know, trying, trying to figure out how this stuff works and then also making sure the airflow is actually directed to the right location. Cause there are times I walk in, I'm like, well, that fans, you know, pushing air into the room, but the, it's on the wrong side of the transmitter because the air intake for this transmitter is on the back side. So all this is okay. doing is just pushing the exhaust air around and not actually pushing cooler air into the back of the transmitter where it's supposed That's to not go. That's a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, learning learning about HVAC during high temperature situations is always fun and exciting. <laughs> Especially when you're at one of these, you know, out, outside air-cooled places and it's 80 plus degrees outside. And, you know, like I said, I, when are you going to be done out there? I'm going to be done at noon, whether I like it or not. Because it's because too hot. It's too hot. And so how, how, how hot is it over there, Dave? Where? 
Outside or inside? Well, both. I mean, outside, it, it was it was hot today. It has since cooled down since, you know, it's 1030. Uh, it is about 75 degrees outside, and it is about 75 degrees in the house downstairs. <laughs> I have an infrared thermometer, and I'm pointing it at the wall, and it is now 87 degrees. Oof. It has actually gone down a full degree and a half. Uh, since we started, because I opened the two windows just before we started. Nice. So, it's hot, is what it is. Not as hot as your thing, but I don't have a god knows what megawatt... Uh, 10 kilowatt... 10 kilowatts. Sure. Yeah. A 10 kilowatt transmitter. I just have two computers. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, I've got a, I've got a 10 kilowatt AM transmitter... Uh, can't be right. Oh my what? god, that's right. Well, I just pointed this infrared thermometer at the computer screen, and the computer screen is significantly warmer than the wall behind it. Oh yeah, it no. says that the computer screen is a hundred degrees. That would sound about right. I mean, it's warm, like warm to the touch. Is that an LCD? Uh, LED, I assume, or yeah, L- one of them. Okay. LCD makes little rings when you press on it, right? Uh, I do believe so. Okay, then this is a LCD. Okay, yes, LCDs this, are hotter than LEDs. The, the one that's not, I mean, I'm, if I press on it, it doesn't distort or do anything. But damn, this monitor is throwing off a crap ton of heat. Yeah, I, that I, down I, for a little bit. I had to, uh, I had to swap out one of our studios the, the 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 building was not originally designed as a radio station um and when it was designed as a radio station this was back in the time before you know computers were really in the building right um and this studio if you think about it okay the the actual like control for the board is a computer our yes. automation system is a computer. The yes. actual, you know, computer is a computer. So you got I would hope so. You got three computers in the rack right there in that room. And then you have we had four yeah, four L C D monitors in there. Just you walk into that room and it's just like, Oh my gosh, this this is just too hot and of too, course too much. You know, it was never it was never designed for that sort of thing. The room. Yeah, the room was never designed to have that much, you know, equipment all giving off heat. It's just nope. Yeah. Well, Andy, I have bad news for you. Um, that's probably something that you need to consider yeah, going no. forward. Because like it's gonna be a thing. Well <sighs> like heat is going to be a thing and it's it's probably going to be more of a thing in actually this part of our life than it was in the previous part of our life actually you might be wrong oh really yes because cloud computing um, um actually cloud computing okay, but yeah you're i mean you're moving the problem somewhere else i know but it's it's something it's you're i'm moving it to a place that i don't have to worry about right but that well but that that is worrying about it and that's a good solution to it that if you can just move all this stuff to the cloud cool that said <laughs> we are still warming the planet yes yes no i have but for me personally if i go put it on a cloud system it is literally out of my hands and out of my hair. It is it is literally somebody else's problem <laughs> to figure yep. that part out. Yeah. Well, yes. My point is that you are still contributing to to a warming. Yes. No, I I agree to that 100%. It is it, yeah, it is it is not that it's someone else's problem. The immediate like how do I keep the computer cool is someone else's problem. Yes. But Granted. the fact that the computer is contributing to warming that is that is not someone else's problem. Yeah. 
But okay, so in ca- okay, so instead of having individual computers running automation for every single radio station, we have one server spun up a bunch of virtual machines that's running the software. Yep, and, and it's we have more efficient than yeah. It's just still have to get redundancies that are eliminated. Yes. That would be nice. Granted, you know, I was also in the build. Well, I was on my way to the building when um, somebody ran into the telephone pole outside the building and took out the fiber for multiple companies because they were all sharing one, one, one cable. Yep. You know, everybody was, you know, had a couple of pairs on the cable. And when that went down, it was like freaking alphabet soup outside on our parking lot because every single ISP showed up trying to get that thing <laughs> fixed. And of course, when when literally the pole that goes to your building goes down, wh- what are you supposed to do? They're like, hey, the internet's down. I'm like, yeah, you see that outside? Yeah, that's that's why the internet's down. Well, when is it going to get fixed? You see all that stuff outside? When that goes away, <laughs> then it's, it's fixed. fixed. So you had like AT&T, Verizon, Charter. The uh, the local carriers too. T-Mobile. Um, well, CTS is the one that we actually use for our fiber. Uh, AT&T sold their, uh, their stuff to CTS. Okay. And then there was other uh, redistributors as well. So, yeah. It was, uh, it was an interesting morning. I'm sorry to hear it, Andy. Well, that's why we need satellites, damn it. <laughs> Elon Musk, get on that. Come on, hurry up. I caught some satellites in a picture this week. I was working very late. I was working till about 1030. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go home. I need to stop. And I walked outside and I'm like, oh, it's it's really dark out. Like I can see the stars. And I, I actually, sadly, like I don't see the stars very much anymore because I'm just not outside when it's dark. And even when I am, there's just so much light pollution that, like, you barely see anything. Um, And so I I took the opportunity. I had a a little phone mount tripod, and I set it up. I did some astrophotography. And as I was taking the picture, evidently, a... uh, I, I assume, I hope, it's a train of Starlink satellites came across the picture. So I have that. It is now captured. I actually have a little like one second video of it. So you can see them moving as a group. That's how I know it wasn't just like one thing that like it, it wasn't an airplane. Yeah. yeah. Blinking cool. across the sky. Well, like that's you can see neat. it as a as a group moving across the frames. Yeah, I was uh, I was going through photos on my uh, phone, which I'll, I'll talk about during my next um, random review. But I stumbled upon these random photos. I'm like, it's a blue background with a white dot. What the heck? What was I taking a picture of? The moon. No, it was the International Space Station. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I, was, I was just staring at it. I'm like, what? what is this picture? This is a very strange picture. It's just, yeah, blue background and a single white dot in the center. And it's the ISS. Yep. I, I couldn't figure it out until I looked at my Facebook in my Instagram, because, you know, I, I picked up the metadata from it. And I was like, yep. oh, okay, that day. And so I just scrolled back on my Facebook feed to that day. And I'm like, oh. Oh, I, I had posted, posted this. Yeah, I posted this about seeing the ISS out. Okay, so that's what that is. All right, gotcha. Well, good job. Yep. Oh, it's too hot for this, Andy. <laughs> it is much too hot for this. Hey, guess what started last week? 
There are many things that started last week. We talked about it last week. College football. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Eastern probably. Did we did we at least beat the spread? Did we beat the spread? <laughs> did Eastern. What was the spread? Uh 25 and a half. 34 to 7. Oh. That sounds like not 25 points. Nope, that was 27 points. Yep. <sighs> If only you had held off that one field goal. One of the two, it looks like. Yep. I mean, you were playing against Wisconsin, man. What did you expect? Well, uh, since the last four times Eastern has played a Big Ten team, they've won. Andy. Yeah? I I need you to answer this very carefully. Okay. Which Big Ten teams? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. It was Northwestern. It was Rutgers. Yep. Oh, shoot. It was... Oh, I'm trying to, who are the other two? Hold on, let me look at Eastern mm. versus Big Ten. Let's see. Okay, uh, uh, Eastern beat Rutgers in 2017, Purdue in 2018, and Illinois in 2019. Okay, so I ask again, you were playing Wisconsin. Yeah. What did you expect? <laughs> There's a difference between playing against Wisconsin, Ohio, Michigan, Michigan State, and playing against Rutgers. I say this with the full expectation that if Michigan is going to play Rutgers later this year, they'll probably lose. Michigan would lose, is, yeah. is what I'm saying. Okay. Just because Michigan is Michigan and has been doing that lately, and it's sad. <sighs> so anyway, hi, Andy. Hello. Should we move on to topics? Sure. Do we have, do we have things that we want to talk about? Well, um, we got some actual uh, space news again. Space news. Sorry, I had to. Okay. Well, um, the 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 first news is the fact that uh, B four is back up on the launch pad. Ooh. Previously known as BN four. Yes. But now just B four. Yes. For those who are just joining us, we are talking about the heavy booster for Starship, or is it? Sorry, is it the heavy boot? No, it's the super heavy booster. Right. The one that is as tall as the Starship itself. Yes. Taller, in fact. So it's um, on the pad. Yes. And Is according to set. Well, it was funny because uh, this this article got posted. It's, hey, it's on there. I wonder when they're going to, you know, do anything. And then, of course, Elon Musk responds to the article <laughs> And says that uh, the plan is to not only cryoproof the first super heavy, but to static fire the booster as early as next week. Jesus, that that thing is just huge. Twenty nine Raptor engines static fire, even for just a couple of seconds, would just be oof. It's a lot of liquid oxygen fuel there. Twenty nine engines. That thing is just massive. Do we know? The the super heavy itself, or the the starship BFR, whatever he's calling it now. I know they've been testing it with three, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the final configuration? Only three? Um, no, I don't think so. Or is it one of those like we could put more in? The basic one will be three, but if for some reason you need more speed, like we can do that. I love the idea that, like, they're leaving space, right? Because if they want to change out the engines for a different style or put a different mount in there or, like, you know, convert it once it's in vacuum to use, like, an ion engine instead, like, that's a thing that could happen. 
Okay, in total, each starship and super heavy pairing will use 39 engines. So... So 29 on... The booster. The booster. And 10? They're going to put 10 rockets in that thing? How old is the article that you're reading? Uh, July. Okay, that may have changed. <clears throat> yeah, okay, so July Musk confirmed on Twitter that the team has decided the booster will use 33 engines. Uh, the ship itself will, is expected to use a further six engines. Ooh, okay, so they've, my they've cut... they is struggling to keep up with you, sir. I haven't heard audio that choppy since I was out on Lake Michigan. Six. Six is the answer for how many on okay. Starship. <clears throat> cool. So there, there's your answer on that one. So six. Yeah. That's just, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see all that. That's going to be so cool. Well, supposedly as early as next week, cryo-proof and static fire. Granted, this is Musk time, so. <laughs> it could be two or three weeks from now. Yeah. It depends, right? It depends how good they've done so far. Mm-hmm. And how much he's going to ride on his um, his employees. I could see it. So that's coming up. And then also coming up is the next Falcon Heavy launch. Okay. Falcon Heavy is going to uh, launch uh, USSF, the United States Space Force, 44 mission, which is classified but it's going to use a Falcon Heavy to launch on October 9th for a geostationary orbit. Falcon Heavy is... So the... I'm trying to... God, there's so many... Falcon Heavy is when there's three Falcon rockets basically strapped to each other. Yes. The normal one uses two Falcon rockets, right? Well, the Falcon 9 has got two stages. Right. The the Falcon Heavy has got three first stages and one second stage. Okay. Falcon Heavy is is basically three Falcon 9 strapped together with another thing. Yeah. Okay. And these are the Falcon rockets, which are smaller than the Raptor rockets. Yes. Raptor is what's on the Super Heavy, or the the Starship. Yes. And we just discussed Starship will have six, and Starship Booster will have 29. Damn it, Musk, stop, like... Too many products. Oh, it's really funny. I'm looking at this uh, slide that they got the information about the next Falcon Heavy launch. Yeah. And one of one of the, the rockets on there is the Vulcan, which is still, you know, uh, second quarter fiscal year 2023 because they still don't have the engines from Blue Origin yet. I man, I it's such a weird thing because like I I don't like Bezos. No, I don't. I don't. Like I don't like his Bezos business either. practices. I don't like his style. I don't like how he he um, portrays himself. But I also buy a ton of shit from Amazon. Oh no, I. So I, like, I, I, how strong you, you, are my you, convictions? You saw my post on Facebook, right, about the the dishwasher. So our, yeah. our dishwasher is having problems, and I think I know what the answer is. So I was going to order the parts. So I, you know, I go to all the different appliance pros or appliance doctors or all just, you know, like the, the people who sell the, the parts for appliances. And this was on Friday night. And all of them are like, oh, yeah, we'll ship it out on Monday. And, you know, three to five day shipping. So in theory, should arrive between Wednesday and Friday. So I'm like, okay, so it's up to a week if I go through anybody else. So I just grab, I, you know, I'm like, well, there's got to be something else out there. So I just grab the, the manufacturer part number and I Google it. And up pops an Amazon thing going, oh, hey, we could have it delivered by Sunday by 10 p.m. 
you're like, yes, please. Yes, yes, I'd like to fix my dishwasher. I don't want my dishwasher broken for a whole week. Right. It's like, well, <laughs> shoot. I really hate the guy, but damn it, everybody yep. else, every every single other website said, yep, we'll ship it on Monday, should arrive by Wednesday to Friday. Everybody else had the same exact thing. And Amazon said, oh, you want it on Sunday? I can get to you it on Sunday. Grr. <sighs> you take the good, you take the bad, you put them together, and what do you have? The facts of life. Sure. Yes. Isn't that, the, isn't that the Facts of Life theme song? That That is indeed the theme song to Facts of Life. I'm just not sure why that is relevant. Well, I was just saying you take the good, you take the bad with Amazon. Yeah, but like the bad is really bad. I know. So I do, I do take um, pride, not pride, no, that's the wrong word. I do take satisfaction whenever I hear things about how Blue Origin is failing. Yeah. Which is not necessarily fair, because, like, those people who work for Blue Origin are not bad people. Like, not automatically bad people. Mm-hmm. It's just something going on in the uh, in the upper management that's got problems. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably not all too incorrect for Mr. Musk. <laughs> that's also true. That was actually one of uh, Amazon's arguments against in the in the GAO document was the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, SpaceX and Elon Musk think the rules apply to everybody else but them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that sounds about right. That, that sounds right. I mean, what's what's Musk doing with um, uh, shoot what the instead of launching from their Texas location, they're they're talking about like building a oil platform or converting. Converting oil platform. Yeah, converting oil platforms to um, to launch platforms to uh, put them launch. It's oh craziness. Still can't believe that really. he bought used oil platforms. He got right, a great deal he, on them though. Yeah. Well, he wants to launch from them. Yeah. In international water. Launching from international waters, and then he doesn't have to worry about the other stuff. Is that really the case though? What that he wouldn't have to worry about the F. Uh, FT... Shit, which ones? The The FAAA. Yeah. And I think there's a second one that he's running up against, right? The FCC. International... Well, there's got to be some sort of international launch authority. I doubt it, because, Andy, no one's launching from not their country. No, I don't care about the nuclear launch authority of the president. Okay, list of space agencies. There's got to be, like, some sort of, like, UN space agency or something, right? Nope, there there does not. There might be after Elon Musk starts launching from international waters. <laughs> hmm. Yes. No, I just am just surprised that there, there's got to be something with the UN. Why? Andy, international waters is international waters. I know, but I feel like the international water... Well, granted, there probably is a thing about space and international waters. I think I read that in The Martian somewhere. About what? How space is international waters. There was something about him, because that's how he became a space pirate in the book. United Nations Space Command? United Nations Space Command. What the... No, wait. That's Halo. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not an actual thing, Andy. <laughs> Oh, I just feel like UNSC. I know. I feel like I just got trolled. (laughs) You're like, ah, there it is. The UN Space Command. No, (laughs) that's not real. Nope. Nope. That's not real at all. And of course, there's the United Nations Space Alliance, which is in Call of Duty. So that's not helpful either. Okay, here we go. United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs. That sounds way less cool. That does. (laughs) 
Yunusa. Okay, and so what do they have to say about launching from international waters? Probably nothing, because they're the UN Space Authority, not the Water Authority. Oh my gosh, this is this is this. Oh, this website is horrible. For, like establishment papers. Oh, this is, website is. Oh. <laughs> Somehow Kate's found the quote from The Martian. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Don't keep me waiting. Well, this, this one's, there's an international treaty saying that no country can lay claim to anything that's not on Earth by another treaty. If you're not in any country's territory, maritime law applies. So Mars is international waters. And okay. then he goes off about being a space pirate. Yeah. Did you see, speaking of Andy Weir, his, he's got a new book? Oh, the, the third book, Hail Mary? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta put that on my list of things to read. Yeah, I've got it on my borrow this from the library list. Yep, it's got a many, many month wait. <laughs> it's always fun when you put those on there and you just you forget about it, and all of a sudden you get that email going like, "Hey, book's ready to download." You're like, really? You're like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Surprise book. A surprise book. Oh, Andy. Um, where? What else we got? Um, speaking of international launches, James yeah. Webb. Oh my God! Has, no, has a launch no. date. No, I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. I don't think that's true. It was announced by NASA, ESA, and the uh, launch provider. So, I mean, that sounds pretty official. Yep. What date have they set? December eighteenth. December eighteenth. Okay. Gonna launch. Hang on. What time? Uh, do they have a time listed? Let's see. Do they have December 18th? Nope. They don't have a time listed. Okay. That's too bad. I was about to go and like add it to my calendar and be like, there you go. We'll have it. December 18th. All right. So what I'm going to do is December 11th. I'm going to add a reminder. Check on James Webb launch. So now I have a reminder on December 11th, three months from now, mm-hmm. to check about December 18th. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes? Um, I'm just going to read this one. I still have the Yunusa. Are you still looking at the Martian? No, okay. I've got the Yunusa page up still, you, trying to read. Space Authority. Yeah, I'm reading their stuff on space law. I'm just going to read this sentence because this just seems so ridiculous. Okay. The the compendium on mechanisms adopted by states and international organizations in relation to non-legally binding United Nations instruments on outer space has been developed in reference to the agenda item of the Legal Subcommittee on General Exchange of Information on Non-Legally Binding United Nations Instruments on Outer Space. Okay. Makes sense. (laughs) It does? Yeah. Makes perfect sense. I just read that one sentence and I'm just like, this is, oh my gosh. It basically says that the list of equipment that this thing applies to is defined here. Has been developed in reference to the agenda item of the legal subcommittee. Okay, so there's, there's a, okay, so there's a document here that was used to create the mechanisms adopted by organizations in relation to the United Nations instrument. Okay. <sighs> As I said, perfectly clear. <laughs> Sorry, Lazarus came up to me, and so I am now petting my dog instead of listening to you talk about the United uh, Nations Space Authority. (laughs) Office on Outer Space Authority. Oh, sorry. Jeez, Dave, get it right. Uh, no. 
Uh, so speaking of Amazon, yes, they have come out with their own TV. An Amazon TV. Yes. Does it have Alexa in it? Uh, I'm not sure. There are two. There's the Omnia series and the that? four series. I'm sorry. The Omnia series? Yes, the Omni. Um, oh, sorry, not Omni series. O-M-N-I. Just, just Omni series. Yes, just the Omni the series. Amazon Omni. Yes. Because the dude isn't full enough of himself. He has to go and... Ma- I mean, he's, he's stepped down from managing Amazon, but you got to think that this was something that he approved while he was still there, right? This isn't something that, like, Amazon just decided to do in the last month. The Amazon Fire TV Omni series, mm-hmm. starting at $400 for a 43-inch television. Which, uh, according to the update here, the new sets do support VRR, albeit only from 48 hertz to 60 hertz, so they don't even do 120 hertz? Um, depends on the model, possibly. What is Dolby Vision? I don't know. Why is Dolby dealing with Vision? Grant, no. I thought Dolby was just all sound. Well, they're talking about Dolby Vision, which is available on select Netflix Prime Video. Okay, hang on. Dolby Vision. Yeah, Dolby has been an audio company. Since the beginning. Dolby Dolby Vision. Vision. Open your eyes to remarkable picture quality. Uh, Brighter brights and darker darks. Format similar to the HDR 10 media profile. I have a feeling, Andy, I have a feeling that somewhere along the way, while you and I were not watching, Dolby bought someone. (laughs) That's my guess. Ooh, called it. Say hello to our first hands-free smart TV with Alexa. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Dolby Acquisitions. Uh, Dolby Vision was introduced in 2014. Dolby purchased a company in 2015 named Highbrink. Highbrink, H-Y, oh, Highbrick, not Highbrink, Highbrick, is a cloud media processing company. Oh, and they also purchased a company called Voxeat, V-O-X-E-E-T, which is a VoIP. What the hell is Dolby doing with a VoIP company? <laughs> what the f-, f? Meet Dolby.io? That's what they're doing with a VoIP company. At Voxit React Components, import React from React, import Thunk Middleware. Yep. I don't know, man. Dolby's doing some weird stuff. They're trying to spread out because they realize that they video, video is cake. Definitely. It, yeah definitely trying to spread out it, I, i've i've seen it i i hate to say it i've seen it in um actually some of the some of the radio guys some of the radio equipment manufacturers realize yeah. that the tv market is actually where you make money so they've they've created <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's, it's no joke they're just realizing this well they they're they're branching out they're realizing that you know they need to get into the, the video business so they've they've started to do things that are more TV based, you know, audio for TV yeah. sort of stuff and that sort of thing. There, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I I can see that. So heck, Dolby is probably just going along for the ride with everybody else. Could be. God, I called I called up one of the guys to talk to him about ordering some new equipment. Chip shortage right now has yeah. a six month lead time for me. 
six months. He's like, yeah, you can order it now. It'd be about six months before you get it. And I'm just like, six months? I mean, yeah. Andy, the supply chain's fucked. We know this. I know. There's actually, I put this as one of the articles here because uh, Toshiba came out and said, um, our chips that are in the new Xbox and the new PlayStation, yeah, um, uh, the supply of chips will remain very tight until at least September next year. In some cases, we may find some customers not being fully served until 2023. That's how much we might have chip shortages going all the way into 2023 now. So don't expect to find a um, PS5 in store. Pretty much, yeah. Well, shit. Yep. Okay. And these aren't even like the the chips that Toshiba are doing are not like the big powerful. These are just basically power, you know, leveling and trimming and, you know, smoothing chips. Yeah. So this isn't even like top of the line chips. These are just like secondary quality chips and are still having problems as well. So, yep, that's uh, that's still going to be a thing. <sighs> Uh, let's see what else we got on this list oh we've got the results of the epic versus apple case they decided yes has it been appealed uh no is it going to be appealed i'm not sure because it's it's kind of it's kind of a lose lose (laughs) wait so the result of the case is fuck you all everyone loses pretty pretty much so all right. So what's the result? Um, the, the, the one result is the fact that um, Apple uh, Apple's restrictions against apps directing people to external payment offerings was a violation of California's unfair competition law and issued a permanent injunction against Apple. So starting in December, Apple will no longer be allowed to stop developers from including from including external links buttons or other calls to action that point users to places where they can pay for services without Apple taking a cut of the revenues. Which so that's just, a big hit on Apple. Yes, because like, Apple's... a huge financial hit. Uh, where was it in... Was it in this article was I was reading where, like, Apple earns, like, $12 billion last year from... Just on... The App the, Store. In-app sales? Well, that, that was total app sales, was 12 billion for the last year is it this one jeez it's a lot of money um that's just worldwide though and so this it's, one is just united still a states lot of money. Um, yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do like police the in the US and out of the US stuff separately true Apple. I guess if you have 12 billion dollars on the line yes yes you do uh, nine, sorry 19 billion 19 billion apps for the app store jeez uh, that's worldwide, though. Uh, the U.S. only makes up six point three billion of Apple's global App Store revenue, though. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, that's that's going to hit Excuse Apple me. in the bottom line. Yeah, ish. Yeah. Oh man, what a what a potential niche market right now that just opened up that we are already too late to jump on. Building a system to handle those payments and only taking like a five percent cut. Mm-hmm. So that's Apple's loss on there. But remember how Apple had countersued Epic? Yes. Well, um, the judge agreed with one of Apple's statements that Epic had breached its contract when it circumvented the payment processing that basically kicked off this whole lawsuit. Yep. Um, 
To that end, Epic was ordered to pay 30% of the $12 million it collected through the iOS app from August through October last year, and 30% of any money collected in that manner since then back to Apple. And because um, they breached the contract, they are no longer allowed to be on the App Store. (gasps) Oh, no, no. She's banning them from Apple's App Store? Well, Apple is banning them. And Epic right. said, well, you can't do that. That's that's unfair. And the judge ruled, no, you guys you guys literally breached the contract. contract. It's, it's a crappy contract that we're from now on saying they can't do. But at the time, you broke the contract. So Apple had, was in their right that to kick you feels, off. I mean, that still feels like, I don't know, because I guess they they removed, they they said Apple can't do it, but they didn't decriminalize it effectively. Like, if you had previously done it, too bad. Yeah, they're saying, look, this is the the directing people, you know, banning from, you know, banning third-party payments is against California law. So starting December 9th forward, you're not allowed to do it, but it's not retroactive. So, Epic, you broke the contract, so Apple kicked you off, and they had their legal right to do so. Yep. Um, Apple was not deemed a monopoly. Like, explicitly, they were deemed as a not-monopoly. That's a big win for Apple. Yes. Yeah. Uh, While the court finds that Apple enjoys considerable market share of over 55% and extraordinarily high profit margins... These factors alone do not show antitrust conduct. Success is not illegal. Yeah, no, you're not wrong on that part. Yeah. Nevertheless, trial showed Apple is engaging in anti-competitive conduct under California's competition laws. Concludes anti- Apple's anti-steering provisions hide critical information from consumers and illegally stifle consumer choice. Wow. All right. I want to read the actual uh, ruling. Let's see if I can get you a link to that. Uh... <sighs> okay, here you go. I'll get you, I'll get you the link. Okay. Nope, that's Kate. Kate's not going to care about that there's dave dave will care about that yes dave cares about that sort of thing yep all 185 pages holy shit (laughs) well the ruling is 185 pages yes not the transcript i'm not looking for the transcript andy i just want her ruling this this is her ruling with the whole thing. Oh my god, 185 pages is a book. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I might skim. <laughs> I, I want to read don't this think... ruling. I want to read pages? the ruling. Oh my god, I can't read the ruling. <laughs> I, I'm i not paid enough to read that ruling. I need lawyers who read that ruling. Um, okay. Well, then, what else you got, Andy? Um, okay, so if I said that there was a lawsuit yes. over the Twitch hate raids, what would you think I would be talking about? Hate raids. Yes, the hate raids, where there'd be the streamers, hate. minority streamers, would be doing their thing on Twitch, and then all of a sudden the chat would be spammed with hate full things. And, yeah. and hate crimes. Yes, that like I'm just gonna gonna guess that like certain white power groups were like sending people and brigading brigadeering uh, whatever it is brigadeering like, yeah probably yeah um so there's there's a lawsuit going on right now casters and streamers there there was a lawsuit filed over this I'm going to guess because the world is an unfair and terrible place that it's a lawsuit by this group against Twitch other way around. 
Really? Yesterday. By yesterday, I mean Thursday. (laughs) By yesterday, I mean not yesterday. Yeah, sorry. Twitch filed a lawsuit against users who are allegedly behind the raids. (gasps) Whoa. Not just like, hey, we're going to ban your account, but literally like we're taking you to court. Well, because they have tried. Uh, The case states that Twitch took swift action and spent significant resources investigating and banning the defendants except the defendants have evaded those measures by creating multiple accounts and changing the software code and basically being menaces. Yeah. Twitch is like, we've done everything within our power. (laughs) Time to go to the courts. Yes. Oh, my God. So they have filed a lawsuit against two users who they say are responsible for this. One is supposedly uh, has 3,000 bot accounts. While the other one has admitted to using bots and showing others how they operate. You know, you know that if Donald Trump were still in the White House, he'd invite these two defendants to see him. God. And would be like, the evil games industry, the leftist media companies are trying to shut these two fine people down. Can we just be thankful for a moment that he's not in the White House? Oh, Okay, so today is September 11th, 20th anniversary, right? Yeah. Um, Clinton, Obama, and Biden were at the New York Memorial. And Bush was in Pennsylvania. Bush was in Pennsylvania. Where was Trump today? Do you want to know what Trump? Do you you want to know what Trump is basically doing right now, or was doing this evening? What's he doing? I I kid you not. He was commenting on a pay per view boxing match. (gasps) Like commentating, commentating on a boxing match on a boxing match today. Holy shit! I want to know where Giuliani is today, other than recording cameos. (laughs) Holy shit! He was the Trumps. Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. will call the entire four-hour fight telecast tonight. That's just fucking awful. Yeah. It was fucking awful. So he, he, he made a surprise appearance at some New York Police Department thing, said some things, and then left. S- said some words. Yes, and then left to go do a celebrity play-by-play boxing match. I, I read that, and I honestly thought it was The Onion. I, I, honest to God, I read that. I'm like, no, that can't be. That's, that's what he was doing to commemorate 9-11 I mean, was. The poor onion, right? Like they just can't come. They can't compete with reality. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, bringing up that one, it was like, really? That's wow. But yeah, no, yeah. Twitch is now suing in order to try and get these two brought to justice. So that's going on. Let's see. Um. All right, last bit of good news before we wrap it up. There are currently a dazzle of zebras loose in Maryland, and they've been on the run for a week. Is that the plural? A dazzle of zebras? That, yeah, that's a, that's a group of zebras. It's called a dazzle. I thoroughly love that. So, uh, okay, so did they, they must have escaped from a zoo, right? A farm. They escaped from a farm. Who has a zebra farm in Maryland. Somebody, some, uh, let's see, they, they escaped from a farm last week near Upper Marlboro, Maryland. The farm had a permit for them, so this was, it was all th- legal. Um, <laughs> the uh, chief of the county's animal service department says you can't hunt them down, they're just too fast. Yeah, I mean, they're zebras. Yeah. They're, they're like worse than wild horses. My favorite quote, and I'm not sure if it was in this article or one of the other ones that I read. You've read multiple articles about yes, this, Andy? I've, I've read multiple argu- articles about that. 
um, somebody called 911 and his the line was, look, I haven't been drinking. I don't do drugs, but I swear to God, there's a zebra in my backyard right now. <laughs> and the dispatcher is like, yep, yeah, we, we know. know. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine, sir. It's OK. Just stay indoors. Yep. Okay, so the farm owner is licensed to keep exotic animals, according to the USDA, and the zebras, which were part of a larger herd of 39 that reportedly arrived from Florida at the private farm last month, broke free from their enclosure just over a week ago. So they're, they they can't catch them because they run too fast, so they're trying to herd them into, like, a fenced area. <laughs> it's got to be a tall fence. Because they can jump. Yep. So they're, uh, oh, I, I found that out. Plain Planet Zoo. <laughs> ah, learning, there you go, Andy. I'm learning so many your, things about. Your new about, calling. Yes. I mean, Quickly, we a, Andy. We went to a to zoo this, this, a zoo this Northern morning. Northern Maryland. <laughs> you are needed, sir. Oh, my God. My last zoo. So there's a campaign mode, right? Yeah. And I got this brand new zoo, and you're supposed to start from scratch. And nobody was showing up to my zoo, and I couldn't figure it out. I tried all these different ways, kept restarting, kept restarting, couldn't figure it out. So I just, I go on to the subreddit for Planet Zoo. Of course there is. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me in the least. And I search for the campaign level I'm having trouble with. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. have you have you checked the entryway? And I glance, you know, I go back to the game and I look at the entryway. There's literally a mass of people sitting in my entryway, spinning in circles. Because? There's a pathing bug with the entryway that was built into the level, and the people get stuck, and they spin around for a bit, and then after about 20 minutes, they can't get in, so then they leave. And I couldn't see it because it was inside the entryway. So finally, they're like, oh yeah, just um, delete the path, and it should be fine. So I, I just deleted like one square, and all of a sudden it was just literally like like a xerox copy machine of people open. out of this one little square suddenly streamed 200 people into my zoo and i'm like aha there they are there they are God, just out of one pathing bug built into the level it's like how come you know i've they've they've patched the game up to this point how come they can't fix this because i don't know i don't know either but yes so that's that's the little bit of fun news to end on so random time randomness i don't know what's more random than zebras in maryland but i yeah like do we do we actually need a random topic <laughs> random review that sounds like we we are beat andy i don't think we can actually compete with that yeah i don't know how you compete with that either do we just hold off on our randoms for next week nope nope we gotta we gotta do them nope okay my review, uh, I'd like to review a tool that I've been using. I've been playing a bit of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Pathfinder 1st Edition Wrath of the Righteous CRPG, but I've not gotten far enough that I could, uh, I'd feel like I'd be able to give it a fair review. Um, so in the meantime, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, um, we have the it, building characters in 2nd Edition is, is an experience. It's a little different than 1st Edition. And there is a tool to help you do this. It is called Path Builder 2E. There was a Path Builder 1E for 1st Edition. It was just called Path Builder. Uh, Path Builder 2E, because of the changes in 2nd Edition and how 2nd Edition works... It's a little easier to to build it as an application. So this is a non-first party application. It is not made by Paizo. It is not maintained by Paizo. 
uh, but it does have everything from Pathfinder in it. And so you can use it to build a character. Now, the the original design was that you build up to level 20. And so then you've got everything. And as you play, you know what you want to build towards. I did not use it like that. Um, I, I built just a character here to start with. Uh, but then I'm also playing in the Ruby Phoenix Adventure Path that starts at level 11. And holy crap, having this made doing that so much easier. So it's a pretty well-designed site. Uh, it has both a web application and an Android application, um, a mobile application. I don't know if it's just Android. It might be both Android and iOS. Uh, it has everything in it that's been released so far, and they continue to update it so that you can play... A Leshy, if you want to play a Leshy. You can play a Shuni, if you want to play a Shuni. You can play a Sprite, because those are awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's this really nice and easy-to-use interface. It's a lot of big, friendly buttons that you just start clicking, and you build a character. It doesn't make any judgment for you on whether or not you built a good character, uh, but it does have, like, the full character build, including items, including weapons and armor. Um, it doesn't have pets built into it yet, which is uh, kind of becoming more and more of an important thing, because, like, second edition just added the summoner class, which isn't in here yet. Um, so, like, you know, things are a little different, but they've managed to keep the site in line and in sync with what's going on in Pathfinder. Okay. I didn't so know pets was the thing. 2E. Yep. Pathbuilder2e.com. Now, I see it's got a web and an Android. Yeah. Have, have you been using both? Yes. Okay. And I, in fact, not only am I using both, I paid for the, like, full version um, a, because I want to support the person who's making it, and B, because then you can use cloud syncing, oh, and so you, you can send, yeah, so you can transfer from one to the other and, and just work off of Google storage. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. So I cannot wait to build more characters using this and play in other games with this. Well, that, that, hey, man... Rolling characters for me was always such a pain in the butt. Well, this makes it a hell of a lot easier. Well, that's good. Now, if we can only just have it roll three characters at the same yeah. time, yeah, be like, you know, like choose your adventure sort of thing. Who would you like oh, to be just now? just like auto-gen three characters for you? Yes. I mean, Andy, if if that's what you're looking for, like, Paizo has that. There, there are pre-gen characters. Well... It, so how much was it for the the stuff? Five bucks. Okay. It's basically nothing. Yeah, that's 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 money that I can get from Google Rewards. So right. Yeah. Now, if you're not going to be playing Pathfinder, I really wouldn't recommend this to you. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not for that. It is for Pathfinder. Well, that, yeah, that would make sense. Okay, so those of you who are out there doing Pathfinder, here you go. All the rest of us, there you go. Don't worry about it. Yep. All right, random topic. Rolled yep. ahead of time. What Pokemon are you, and would your co-host make a good Pokemon master for you? Um, what Pokemon am I? There's there's a crap ton of Pokemon to pick from. God, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you the original 160... 
151. 151. Shoot. If you are including Mew, there were 150 capturable Pokemon in the yeah. original game without using, like, hacks. You think if I, if I showed you each one of the original 150, could you name them? Mm. There's got to be a test online for that. Ooh, here's a Pokemon personality test. Oh, there's a Sporkle, 151 original Pokemon quiz. All right, send me the link. Let's do this, Andy. Oh, God, no, no, I don't have time for that. Sporkle, 151 Pokemon. Ready? Here we go. Well, this it doesn't give me pictures. Nope, it's just 15 minutes to name as many of the ones as you can remember. <laughs> Which I can't. If I look at a picture, I can guess. Like, I look okay, at a picture now and I gotta, go, okay. Now I want to do that and, like... Send you a slideshow and be like, all right, guess each one of them. Here, here, hang on. There are, like, there's tons of them. Here, copy image. I'll put that over there so I can see it and send it to there and send it to here. And all right, Andy, I get I, started. Nope, nope. I am not spending Top my left. last. I'm not Top spend- left. Let's hear I- it. <laughs> Oh, oh, come uh, on. You know the top left. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, that's uh, Bulbasaur. Yep. Oh, and his evolution. <laughs> it's Squirtle, Bulbasaur. Squirtle, Charizard, what? and Bulbasaur. I those mean, those are three. Pokemon. They aren't, like, they're in the top row. You're kind of going out of order, though. Oh, there's Abra. If you're going to skip around, at least, like, say the ones you know in the order that you know them. Well, there's that rat. Or is it Rata? <laughs> I feel like the other oh, one should be tat 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 because there's Abra this, and there's oh Kadabra. God, this is hilarious, and it shouldn't be. Geo- there's no reason why you should know these. Geoduck? No, not Geoduck. Geoduck. Psyduck. There it is. Okay, so Psyduck. Oh, I see. We've skipped, like, a third of the Pokemon. <laughs> Co- coffee? Uh, did you even name Pikachu? Because he's in oh, there, dude. Oh, there he is. Yeah, Pikachu and Rikachu, Re- Re- right? <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if I want to correct you or not. This is just too good. <laughs> oh, uh, Jigglypuff, Wigglypuff, is maybe? Close. I mean, you're close on a lot of these. You're not there, but you are close on a lot of them. Onyx, have, right? Uh, yes, he's in there. Well, there's Where Mew and there's Mewtwo at the bottom. Okay, so there we yep. go. Those are those two. Do you have the three birds in the bottom left? Oh, from Pokemon Go. Yep, they are in Pokemon Go. All of these are in Pokemon Go. Yes, I know. Shush. <laughs> oh, we got the two dinosaurs. Can't remember what their names are. Uh, a Weedle. God, uh, like Magna or something like that. And a Slowpoke. There is a Slowpoke. And there's that, uh, where's that fish? Where's the fish? Magikarp. Yep, there's where's Magikarp. The Magikarp, yep. Right next to Gyarados and after Tauros. Yep. There's oh, Eevee. Do you remember the Eeveelutions? Oh, God. Because, it, yeah, it can you can evolve three ways, can he? Uh, in Gen 1, yes. God, there's more? Oh, my God, Andy. There are, hang on. <laughs> They're the most adorable things in the world. Of course there are more. Isn't one of them like Mirage or something? Oh, Snarlax. Or is it Snorlax? Snorlax. Snorlax, okay. Snorlax, as in, you know, snoring. Yeah. 
part of me just wants to play Pokemon and just remember to turn off my brain for the OCD, gotta collect them all, and just actually finish the game. I mean, just focus on the story. I know. Just be like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going for the story. Yep, going for the story. There's not much of a story in Pokemon. I know, but, you know, playing by myself, I literally cannot get them all. Yeah. Because there are some that you literally cannot get unless you trade with other people. Well, there are some that even, it's worse than that, they evolve by trading. That's what I meant. Yeah. They just added one in uh, Pokemon Go called Inkay. And Inkay has this very interesting evolution trait. The way to evolve Inkay in the game is to turn the console upside down. So to evolve this Pokemon in Pokemon Go, you have to turn your phone upside down. What? I'm... I'm staring at it right now, like I have it, and you can't click the evolution button normally. It says special evolution, and there's an upside down question mark. It says Inkay needs some help evolving. Can you find out how to help Inkay? And you have to turn the phone upside down for the evolve button to turn on. Oh my gosh. And then it says, do you want to evolve? And click yes. And it's like, all right. I don't know what Pokemon I am. There are too many friggin' Pokemon to choose from. I, I don't know. Now, would Andy be a good Pokemon trainer, like, in general, or for me? Well, what does it say? It says, good Pokemon master for you. Um, I don't feel comfortable with that. But, like, Andy's owned pets before. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess in, in that sense, like, sure. Okay, so I'm doing a quiz now. It's only got 15 Pokemon on there, but if you give me, if you give me names... Yeah. And like a choice between four names. And I, I'm like, oh, okay, that one makes, that name makes sense. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's this one, Andy. Hang on. I have a new website for you, okay? Okay. Go to that website. <laughs> what am I looking at? I want you to try, and I want you to tell me how well you do. What, Just what am I? do like 10 of them. So I've got a name and I'm supposed to pick if it's... If a it's po- a Pokemon. Okay. Or if it's the name of a big data company. Oh, jeez. You should you should name the, like read the name as you do each one. Okay, that's Azuril. It's got to be Azur. Nope, it's a Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> it is the uh, evolved form of Meryl. Horsey. It's got to be a Pokemon. Yep. Although Seahorse is the name of a big data company. Arbok. Arbok Pokemon. Yep. Geode. Oh, oh no, because it's Geodude is the Pokemon. Yep. Oh, Ambari. Ambari. It's got to be Data. Yep. Azkaban. Pokemon? Nope. Big Data. Is there really a big data company named Azkaban? Yep. Like, the prisoner of? It says it's not related with Harry Potter, but that's a bad pick. Arvados. Arvados. Pokemon? Nope. Big Data. Shoot. Titan. Big Data. Yep. Of course. Summingbird. Big Data. Yep. Feeboss. Pokemon. Geodude. There's Geodude. Okay. Well, that was that was a fun little. Yeah, you did pretty well. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. Because I've I've been around you and Brian long enough that I've just you know assimilated some of that knowledge, and I've just my brain is full of random mush. Yeah. So yes, um, we should stop this now because it's okay. one a.m. I'm 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 done with this one. <laughs> okay. I'm done with that, folks. That's, that's a wrap. A wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>